This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, gamers of the world, and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are three lifelong gamer dads, and we're here just to goof around and talk about video games. On Thursdays, like today, we break down recent gaming news from the last seven days. Please make sure to hit the follow button on our podcast, rate us five stars, and leave a written review. Please also check out our Patreon page where you can help support our show and get bonus episodes. You can see all of that over at MultiplayerSquad.com. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he's been busy climbing the mountain while shooting arrows at robotic beasts attacking him. It's Michael. Man, I was almost too tired to even do this show <laughs> because I've climbed like the Burj Khalifa like 14 times, mm. but made it a rocks. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's just as hard in VR as real life, right? It's so, oh, man, you... Oh, <laughs> I can lift my body weight plus 10 times my body weight in VR. <laughs> I'm like an go. ant. <laughs> and then joining Michael and me, he's our resident fanboy of live service gaming. He loves features like increasing your gear score, playing solo with bots, filling the other three roles, and requiring internet connection even when playing solo. It's Josh. Now... Aren't these all the greatest things in gaming, guys? I mean, this is the yeah. We are we are at the pinnacle. Like gaming just keeps getting better, and so these are obviously things that all gamers want. I love that. Progressively, as I read through that list, Josh just looked more and more sad. <laughs> like, it's just because, like, why do I get that intro, man? I don't want to be the live service games guy. Oh boy! <laughs> all right, so we've got a few stories here to cover for you guys this week. We did have quite a few releases kind of all across the board between PC, PlayStation, and Nintendo, and we're going to get to Sons of the Forest in a couple minutes because I think that was the biggest release of the week. But the biggest news, I think, for us as a three-man group, Michael, you ordered a PSVR 2. You've been living in virtual world here through your PS5. Uh, how is it treating you? How are you feeling about it? I am. I am a, a virtual boy, if you will. Shout out Nintendo circa 1992, I think. <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah, no, I've, I, so, so far the unit I've loved. Uh, I, I've said so far that the quality is much better than I expected. Uh, PSVR, you know, was the one was more of an entry level device when it came out. This one, they kind of shot for the moon and said, we're going to make like, uh, next gen or current top gen. And it really shows. Uh, it's got, Honestly, I've got a Valve Index, which is still a thousand dollars, and I think the quality on the PSVR two 
definitely matches it, but it's also got a few extra features that I think are super incredible. One of them is the eye tracking, which is incredible. Like I'm literally like looking straight and my eyes are moving to check <laughs> and click menu items and like it's tracking my eyes. It's it's so crazy. It's also much lighter than I thought it would be. So people that are like, oh, you know, I don't want a big, you know, crazy headset on it. Uh, it's it's very light. Honestly, I'm surprised because I never thought that a non plug into PC graphics card VR headset could put out this quality. And it only, you know, $550, which I know I say only, but when you're comparing to something that costs $1,000, it's the same quality. It's it's really impressive. So the tracking on the controllers is much better. I, I can't say any bad things about it. It's not without its flaws on the initial launch. There's a, there's a few software bugs that Sony's working out. But anytime you have you know a launch that happens, it's immediate. And it's a first gen of something like that. You're going to see issues. But overall... I mean, I'm happy. I'm playing um, right now, playing Horizon Call of the Mountain, and I I am a super, super uh, not. I was going to say Nora Warrior, but I I forget what the character I'm playing as is. But I'm awesome. I'm really (laughs) awesome. Uh, Be honest. Would you have bought the PSVR two if it did not have a Horizon title at launch? Probably not at launch. No, (laughs) I I imagine I would have gotten it eventually. But the reason that I bought it was like. There's a Horizon game. I can only play it if I've got the VR too. Uh, but I do plan to play a lot of games. There's a lot of games that you know Sony's releasing and announcing, um, and I plan to actually play this quite a bit more probably than my PC um, VR headsets. To be honest with you, just because it's so easy to use. Oh, nice. Do you still play much VR, Josh, or are you kind of out on it lately? I, it's dude. This is the classic VR trap. Is where I and I don't mean for Michael, but I mean for me, where I will get super into VR for like a week or two, and then I will not touch it for like three or four months, <laughs> yeah. and then it just sits right. And then it's like, and then I super get back into it, and then it and then it sits for three or four months. I am currently playing Demio with my family. Yeah, which is has been a blast. Um, but it also reminds me that there's a reason that my family does not play board games together because it <laughs> turns into just fights. Uh, it reminds me of my childhood. So like we are playing Demio <laughs> and it's hilarious because everybody wants to say, hey, you go do this. And the other person's like, no, no, don't do that. Go do this. And then we all just wind up arguing and fighting and it's great. Oh, how funny. How do you guys all play Demio? Do, do you guys only have one headset or do you have multiple VRs? Well, it's my dad, my brother, my sister, and myself. So, And we all have VR headsets. Oh, nice. Right, all right. So, well, that's very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I know Michael's been diving into the PSVR. We ended up picking up on the Nintendo Switch Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, which is actually a remake of an old Kirby game. I've never been a big Kirby fan at all. We've picked up a couple titles over the last few years. This one is actually really good. I had not seen anything about this one. I had zero desire to pick it up. My wife is the one who said, oh, today we're going to go buy Kirby and we're going to play it as a family. This one's not like the other Kirby's in that it's like a four person platformer. But what I didn't know is it basically has Mario Party also built into it so there's a whole bunch of mini games that you can play and it's very family and kid friendly so like my five-year-old daughter who normally cannot keep up with video games and she doesn't care this is the first time she had an absolute blast gaming like we beat one level and then we ran our character into like the next warp and then it went to the next level and anna just yelled out 
we get to go on another adventure? <laughs> so, like, for her, this is, uh. like, her first real gaming experience. At one point, she yelled to me and Nikki that we were the best parents ever. So, it's like, would I play it by myself as uh, a 38-year-old sitting at home alone? No, of course not. But for a family event, it was actually really, really fun for us all to play together. So, so the whole game is intended to be four-player co-op? You can play single player, but you can right. go all the way up to four player co-op. Okay. But yeah, it's like uh, basically just think of like a platformer like Mario 3, except there's different enemies and whoever you suck in and then hit down, you get their power. So you're constantly switching between like swords or a spiky shell or fire that you know shoots out around you. It does have some neat co-op elements. Like at one point, I had to get this magical umbrella which would block all projectiles. And then everyone else in the family had to like walk with me, but protect me from the enemies walking in on the sides while I was blocking projectiles. It was actually pretty neat. I mean, it's obviously super casual, but I was very pleasantly surprised with that one. What's the thing with Kirby games, man? I feel like they've always just been like too easy, like too like Mm. kid oriented almost. They're you know very what I mean? kid-oriented. Yeah, and yeah. that's all. That's uh, everybody knows. I love like difficult games and a challenge. So if a game poses like very little challenge for me, it's kind of like I don't really have any interest in it. And I feel like Kirby is borderline. My wife likes Kirby. She plays. She got whatever the last one was, not the new one, but the, the last one. Forgotten she got. Land or yeah, something like that. Yeah, like one point she sucked up a car and she was a car Kirby <laughs> for a little while. And she thought that was neat, but yeah, I've just never gotten into the Kirby franchise. What yeah. is Kirby exactly? Is he, Nobody he's a, knows. He's a Michael. big air sucking ghost. Like what is he? <laughs> I don't think he's a ghost. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what he is. Nobody knows. It's the great mystery, right. Michael. Just a magical it's creature. <laughs> big magical vacuum. <laughs> All right. So, in addition to Kirby and the PSVR two, I think the real big launch this week was Sons of the Forest which is a follow-up to The Forest, which initially came out in 2014 and then officially launched in 2018. Josh, you and I did a deep dive on The Forest back in the day before Michael joined the show back when Todd was still around. The sequel just released a couple days ago, and I didn't really expect it to be that huge of a release, but it sold over 2 million copies in the first day. So this is the crazy part to me because we have uh, there's been people on our Discord server. If you're not part of it, come join it. The link's in the episode description. We have an awesome, awesome gaming community. It is free to join, so check that out. But it's funny because people on our Discord have been like, hey, Sons of the Forest is great. Like, this game's awesome. I'm playing it. I've been having tons of fun. And then I kind of go like, don't look at our leaderboard. Because uh, we played the forest and we did we not did. like it very no much. Um, and what's goofy is, like, I the forest had very good ideas and poor yeah. execution in a lot of ways. Like the the fact that the world was so large and it was just nothing, man. You were looking for these four or five cavern entrances so that you could go underground finally. But if you didn't find one of those. There was just nothing, man. And it was like, dude, we wandered for 40 minutes without finding a thing other than trees. And it was like, oh, come on, like, give me something to do. So maybe the Sons of the Forest fixed that problem, but we did four I mean, times bigger. Yeah. Four I times mean, bigger map. Oh, boy. So this is the part where, I, like, I, f- I almost feel guilty in a way because I'm like, dude, we played the forest. We covered it on this show and we didn't really like it. And then now I'm hearing all this hype for Sons of the Forest and people are going, this game is great. And then I'm going like, is it really better? Or is it just like, (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Is it kind of like the forest was fun for a little while until you realize there's not a lot to do? Or did they actually make this game great? I mean, the last time that we had a sequel to a property that was called Son of Something, it was Son of the Mask, and it was terrible uh, with Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I do know, you know, because I, I do a lot of the vetting for, you know, our stream of the week and so forth. And so I spent a lot of time in Twitch, and I was really surprised last week when I, when I pulled it up. And I see the forest at number one and number two consistently being streamed, uh, streamed on, on Twitch, so which was really interesting. I've also had some friends that have said, like, hey, are you guys covering that on the show? Why aren't you? And I'm like, oh, we just didn't. I just, you know, sometimes you just have these breakouts, or not breakouts, but colossal game launches that you just don't see coming, or we just didn't like the first one. So, Yeah, I mean, the first one had elements that I liked. I enjoy survival games. I have no problem chopping trees and collecting wood. I actually thought the forest had something that was really cool where you could build something in quotes before you had the mats and it would show you where it would be and it would tell you the total cost. And then you could go collect the wood and start adding it into that. So you could actually see how much do I need for this whole project. That stuff was pretty awesome. But like, I don't know. How many times can naked people chase me in the woods while... I pretend to be scared and then jump into a tent and wait until morning. Like to me, it just wasn't really my thing. I was actually really surprised that the forest still sits at 95% user rating on steam. The sequel is actually quite a bit lower, even though so many people have bought it. It's sitting at 83%, which is quite a bit lower. That's really not that great of a score by steam standards, but Obviously, it's a cheap game. I mean, it's only $30, and it's still in early access, but I think that's one of the reasons why it got such a big boost in sales when you're looking at half the price of a normal game. Yeah, it's just goofy because we generally really enjoy co-op survival as well. Yeah, you we know, do. So this isn't like this isn't our cup of tea kind of thing. I don't know what it is about the forest that just didn't really jive. And I think I touched on it earlier. I think it's just the emptiness of what's going on. Um, we played Satisfactory, which is an open world co-op survival type game, and we freaking loved it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it's kind yeah. of like because there was always something to do and something to work for. I don't know. Um, we're, we're probably not going to cover Sons of the Forest. I don't really have a lot of interest, even though it's got it's, a ton it's of not hype. Happening. Like no, I yeah, love that I people refuse. are enjoying it, but I just don't <laughs> understand. You know what I mean? What nothing about what I saw got me hyped for the second one of this this game. So. Yeah, like all the stuff they bragged about just being four times as large. I mean, I, I do think it's neat that you can play with eight people. Like eight-player co-op survival, that's pretty rare to be able to play. So I, I get why it exists and why people are interested in it. It's just not my personal cup of tea. No no, uh, no offense to the people who make the forest. Just a preference thing. Yeah, we'll let the Twitch streamers cover it for us. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with more Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we are now back from our break, and it is time for what might now be my favorite segment. Michael, you said we needed a new drop. I worked really hard this week. I put together a new drop for Streamer of the oh, Week. Boy. I I think our our fans are gonna love it. Let's go ahead and get it started. Let's do Streamer of the Week. Streamer of the Week. We don't have a drop for that, right? Still, so I just gotta do my own music still. Oh Wait, my what? goodness. What? Oh my what? goodness, Paul. I freaking love you, man. Oh man. <laughs> you know, sometimes sometimes you do a serious drop for the people, whether it's our intro music or the leaderboard, you know, something like that. This is one for me. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just an idiot. I thought this was so funny that I had to use it on the show. The funniest thing is I don't even know if I'm being trolled or not with that. Like, is that good or bad? No, we'd never troll you, Michael. Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> oh, man. All right, everybody. Just a reminder from the episode that aired on Monday. Our streamer of the week this week is a Twitch streamer called Becca Plays. She is a variety shooter streamer, plays games like Apex, Valorant, Overwatch 2, and also does incredible artwork. Go check her out. When you do, be sure to tell her that the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast sent you. It would really help the show out. And it would help her out as well. Make Becca super happy. And remember, you can always uh, uh, give a sub to a Twitch channel, a Twitch channel, for free with your Amazon Prime slash Twitch Prime account. The details for Becca's channel are in the description below. Go check her out. Do I... we have an outro? Oh. <laughs> no outro. But if you want to sing an outro, yeah, if Michael, you want to maybe up, maybe Michael, we can end up with it. one. It's a streamer <laughs> of the week. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's mixing music genres right there. That was that was more like, like a, a heavy a heavy outro versus I'm the just a, my hair metal band. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to our next story of the week. Sony had a state of boredom. I mean, a, a Sony state of play this week. <laughs> it was set to highlight third party titles and some VR. Uh, I I went through a lot of this, guys. It was a whole lot of nothing, oh, so in my opinion. <laughs> so bad. <sighs> I wish we were excited about anything here to talk about. I don't like coming into our Twig episodes where we're not excited about any of the news stories. Like, all right, so we got a release date on Baldur's Gate. That's cool. It's going to come out August 31st. Okay, all right. That, I will say I'm so excited for freaking Baldur's Gate 3, man. I really, I I cannot wait for that game. You're gonna have to wait six months. I know. Sorry. Dang it. Yeah. It, I mean, they <laughs> yeah. showed some like cinematic trailer, which wasn't, I'll be honest, was, was not super great. 
Um, you know, it's fine, but doesn't Lies of P come out on the same day? I know it's August. I don't know if it's I don't, the same I day. I really hope it's, it's not within the a same week, day, because I'm voting for Baldur's Gate 3, like, <laughs> over Lies of P. Uh, we can do both. That's tough, but okay. yeah. It's, Baldur's Gate, if we do do a deep dive on it, that's one where we're going to have to play it a lot longer than two weeks. Don't you threaten me with a good time, It's Paul. so big. Yeah. yeah, we're, yeah that one's going to require a lot. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of some good news. It was nice to see some Baldur's Gate info. But I think really the only other story here... Well, I, I guess we can talk a little bit about humanity in a minute. But Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. <laughs> Kill me, League. <laughs> Is this a different game than you guys thought we were getting? <sighs> I I don't know what I was expecting, but it yeah. was not this, man. And I am glad because I don't, I don't like being like the grumpy old guy that's just like, ah, nothing looks good, uh, nothing's fun <laughs> to play. But do do this, oh oh, listener, favorite person of ours. Go after you finish this episode. Go to YouTube and watch the latest uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League trailer, and then read the comments because ninety five percent of the comments are exactly what I feel like on this. This is the most bland, like live service. It's so funny, man. I've seen so many people be like. Yep, this is a video game. Uh, mm. You know, <laughs> uh, gear score, loot, uh, looter shooter, always online. Store like, it's tab. just checking off. Right. I mean, it's checking off everything that some formulaic. Oh, it's like, is this forespoken all over again? Where, like, there's just these people that have checklists and they say, guys, I have the checklist on how to make a video game. And if we put these five things in there, it'll be a video game. And then gamers are just weeping, going, stop putting those things in these games. We don't like them. Yeah, Skull and Bones also had a checklist, I believe, in their videos. And, you know, we're seeing how well that's working out. No one's excited about that. That one list anymore. was just 48 types of cannons. Yeah. Check. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's Done. it. Uh, I was honestly, I, I, I was kind of excited about the uh, Kill the Justice League game. I thought it was going to be something that was, you know, a little bit more exciting, fun take on maybe, um, what was the game we just played? Gotham Knights, right? Mm, yeah. And I don't know. It just looks generic. It's it's colorful, though. So, Paul, you might be happy. There's some color in it. That's good. But I was honestly more excited about some of these PSVR 2 titles that I've never heard of, uh, like the Foundation. That Honestly, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I Actually, this quelled a lot of my excitement about this game. Yeah, it's just really sad because, especially in looking at Suicide Squad, you know, these are the people that made the Arkham games. So they right. have that pedigree. They've made good stuff in the past. I don't know if there's something I hate more in gaming than it being a four-player game. But if you're not playing four-player co-op, the other three characters are controlled by AI. Right. So you're just running around with three AI teammates. Does anyone want to play with that kind of mechanic now in 2023? I don't think anybody does. I, I played Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a criminally underrated game. I did a quick takes on that game. Guardians of the Galaxy was really good. It was a pleasant surprise. And it used that mechanic to where you controlled the other characters. But it has zero co-op. Like, that's just the way the game was designed. And it's almost like using another character is like a skill. If you think about it that way, it's like, okay, so I can use this skill and that's Gamora. Or I can use this skill and that's Drax or whatever, right? So it's like... I, I, it worked in that game, but it's not a great mechanic. 
Yeah. You know, this is not something that we need to try to add to games because honestly, just let me go solo at that point. I don't right. need like other characters around me, especially if it's intended to be co-op because now it's just like, <laughs> you don't have any friends. We're giving you bots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's such a disappointment. I think just everything about this game screams stay away, which is a real bummer because I was like, Michael, I was, I was cautiously optimistic michael i think you even picked it as maybe like a surprise hit of the year and that's before before we knew any of this info so you know based at the time i didn't think that pick seemed crazy at all i thought maybe it will be a surprise but yeah this one there's no way we're gonna deep dive it is the most generic looking video game i mean the it just looks terrible and I, i i hate to say that but again we are not alone if you're a developer and you release gameplay and 90% of the reaction is this game looks like it sucks, please stop making games <laughs> like this, right? Like, what do you do? Do you right. go? Do you like, do you say, oh my goodness, like we missed the mark, time to delay this, let's mix it up, let's change it? Or do you just keep forging ahead because you go, man, we were only six months out from release. I guess we're just going to put this turd out there and hope it doesn't stink as bad as some people are saying. Look at Halo Infinite. They delayed it a couple years and we got a fantastic product and I'm sure they've made a lot of money, mm. but I don't know. I, I don't know that you can really go back to the board with this. It sounds like just from the foundational level, it's all wrong. Yeah. Right. It's also possible they're just kind of tone deaf on it and they're like, no, well, well you know, we won't listen to that. It's going to be a great game still. And they're still like have this, this, yeah, I don't know, misplaced optimism. Battlefield Maybe. 2042 they, would like to have they, a word with you. you. Go. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, no, no. Everybody will love the operators, guys. Right. They'll love you guys just don't know what you like. <laughs> After we shove it down their throats, they'll yeah. learn to love it. Yeah, and I'd like to uh, say I'm wrong about this. I just I'm not as excited as I was. I was very excited and I just now I'm not. Yeah, I'm more excited totally about going agree. back and replaying Gotham Knights, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't say a lot. Oh, don't you yeah. know that. Doesn't say I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I caused, I caused Josh to be ill. I'm so sorry. I Reserve liked my Gotham Knights. All right. I liked it, but yeah. yeah. Would you replay it? Uh, no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. So uh, I had mentioned a little bit earlier that there was also a game called Humanity that we saw an announcement for. Now this one's a kind of an interesting looking puzzle game. Might seem a little familiar if you're around the age of me, Josh, and Michael. Maybe you've heard of a little so game old. called Lemmings back oh, in the I used day. To love that game, man. Did you? I did too. I, I, I loved, loved Lemmings, dude. We played the heck out of that game, man. Tell the people what it is. So. Lemmings was a game where these lemmings would just drop down from a start point and they would walk. They would just walk in a straight line. And your job was to get them to like the exit. (laughs) And if there was a cliff, they would just walk and fall right off the cliff. (laughs) Yeah. Like, honestly. So this is the thing is like they they were dumb and they just they would go to their death if they would walk right into a spinning buzzsaw or some kind of trap. And so the puzzle aspect of the game was to get them from where they came, you know, the entrance to the exit of the level and try to save a certain number. Um, and humanity looks very similar in that premise. But man, humanity, I, we don't know enough about it yet, but it looks like it adds some really cool elements to this. So mm-hmm. if they take the foundation of lemmings, which is, hey, all these characters are just going to walk from one end to the other. And it's a big horde of them. It's not like it's one. Like they come out in a large group. But then they start adding some some neat elements. Like at one point, they almost show like a lightsaber battle. Like there's blasters with like your humans and then like these black and white humans almost, which yeah. I'm assuming are like the enemy or something. I don't know. It looks 
I love a good unique puzzle game and humanity really caught my interest as far as number one, it captures a little bit of the nostalgia if you like lemmings, but it looks like it has some very cool puzzle elements to it. It looks like it's going to give me a lot of anxiety just with the, the <laughs> horde of things trying to guide him and direct him. I love the idea that you can build your own maps and then share them with other people a la Super Mario Maker or Meet Your Maker coming out here in a few weeks. So I do love that we're seeing more of that stuff. Whenever you can have the community build levels and share it, I think that's always a really interesting mechanic in games. Really adds to the longevity. So this is one we'll definitely keep an eye on. I don't think this one's going to be like any kind of huge hit, but it was kind of the only announcement there in the state of play where all of us were kind of like, Oh, okay. Maybe that's got a little something to it. Yeah. So right. yeah, that one's called Humanity. So at least unique. You know, I love unique yeah. games that come out that are not so formulaic and they're trying something different and new. And this looks like one of those that it. We don't expect it to be a huge hit, but this could be one of those things that just takes off because it's unique and if it's executed right, might be good. I'd like to check it out. It has a neat cheap. aesthetic too. I like yeah. the, like it yeah. has visually. It has a neat style which is appealing to me as well. Yeah, and if it turns out being a low price, maybe it's fun for a couple days, you know, and then you just, you know, move on to something else. Yeah. All right. And then uh, a couple minutes left in the show. We do have one last story of the week. Microsoft announced that they have a legally binding deal with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo devices for a 10-year window. Although this is contingent on the acquisition of Activision Blizzard going through. So the whole idea here is this is Microsoft arguing, no, we're not a monopoly. You don't need to worry about antitrust laws and all of that because we're going to give Call of Duty to Nintendo. Um, I, 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 are, do Nintendo players really want Call of Duty? I don't know <laughs> who the snooze yeah. is really for. This that is, was my first question. This is the goofiest story, because who's playing Call of Duty on their Nintendo Switch, man? Well, no one now, because well, they right. can't. But, but even uh, if it's available, like, I don't know, are hardcore first-person shooter players even on Switches uh, at this point? Uh, I, have z- I don't think so. Isn't Splatoon, like, the only shooter on Nintendo? Pretty much. You know, as far as that goes? I don't know where they're going with this. This doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm a little like now I'm just going to get oh, wrecked I, by six year olds, you know, know exactly in Call of Duty going. instead. Like, <laughs> I know exactly where they're going with it. What they're doing is they're, they're counting on, you know, there's, there's three big regulatory commissions left that have to vote on this. And one of them is the, uh, the EU hearing that's taking place uh, this week. And the thing about it is they're, they're banking on these, these politicians to have no idea what these gaming platforms are and they're going to sell them on hey look sony has nothing to complain about because we're going to put it on all these other platforms and these guys are going to have no idea they're just going to be like oh yeah it's it's not it's not a monopoly we're good when in reality like nope what nobody's going to be playing this on a switch <laughs> yeah you very well might be right michael they're probably just going to say i've heard of nintendo those are, those right. are popular right yeah and a like, lot of people own nintendos yeah yeah, so the last Call of Duty game that was on Nintendo was Ghosts back in 2013 on the Wii U. Do you guys want to guess what percentage overall sales of Call of Duty Ghosts were on the Wii U compared to the oh, other consoles? Goodness. 3%. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Less than 1%. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Microsoft, yeah. you can't say they're smart, right? Because it's like, hey, Call of Duty is one of the largest video game franchises mm-hmm. you know, on, on the planet. So we're going to share that with Nintendo. And then, so like you said, from a political standpoint, it's like, oh, that's okay, cool. Well, oh, if you're sharing your biggest franchise, great. Okay, that's what we wanted to see to let this acquisition go through. Meanwhile, they're snickering because it's like, 
Nobody is playing Call of Duty on the Nintendo Switch, man. <laughs> so goofy. So funny. Yeah. It's kind of like when, when you see, you know, like you go back and you watch any politicians who are voting on, like the, the Facebook thing with Zuckerberg, and it's like, oh, tell us how you Google on Facebook. Like, you know, they have <laughs> yeah. no idea. And I think, I think that's what, that's what they're doing here is they're like, these guys are going to have no idea. They've heard of Nintendo because everybody has, and it's just going to make it look like Sony's just complaining about nothing, when really, Sony's got a good point. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're right. They can argue that the Switch is the second best-selling console of all time, and everyone owns it. They'll have Call oh, yeah. of Duty available, even though we all know very few people would actually care. All right, well, that wraps up everything by way of news this week for gaming. We do want to thank everybody out there for listening to the show. As a quick reminder, please check out our Patreon page at MultiplayerSquad.com. You can also follow us on socials at MultiplayerPod. And we hope that you guys will come back on Saturday for our Quick Take episode. And then on Monday, we'll have another bonus round for you all. I think that wraps everything up. Anything else to share with the people this week? No, just come back for all the episodes. The Saturday episode, the Monday, (laughs) they're all fun. Just come back for all of them. Absolutely. And two Squadcast episodes every month if you Ooh. sign up on Patreon. And those Ooh, have been fun rightly. Don't miss the Squadcast. It's, it is worth it. And it's cheap. <laughs> it is dirt it's cheap. cheap to do it. It's cheaper than a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Like I know that I'm kind of biased because I want you to throw money at us. But seriously, they're a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun recording them. And if you're not listening to them, you're missing out. You can always sign up, listen to some old ones, quit, come back later. We won't be offended. That's yeah, we're fine with that. I might be offended, Paul, but I'd still rather they do that than not. <laughs> Very <laughs> <Right>? true. <laughs> All right. Well, we love you all. Thank you for listening. And until next time, happy gaming. Ah, cheers all. All right. See everybody.